often you can get a new perspective. Just go to the different balcony within whatever organization you're in and look down and see things. Because I remember that in many times that I've, yeah. I've been around. And, uh, I, I came from a family company at Molex and uh, another family company where I am now. And the family company at Molex had a lot of homegrown, like the only job, literally to this day, a lot of them, the only job they ever had. Yeah. But then they did start to bring in some outside people and they got new viewpoints and they brought yeah. in different views. And the company I'm in now is more still in that family mode, but you know, I'm one of the few outside ones and they have some others. So I think that you, you, you blossom and you go from there. So yeah. I totally agree with that one. Are you ready to elevate your leadership skills in the electronics manufacturing industry? Join Sana Vinding on a transformative journey as she unlocks the key to exceptional leadership in this dynamic field. Discover invaluable strategies, emerging trends, and best practices through expert perspectives and insightful interviews. This podcast is your ultimate resource for gaining a competitive edge, staying ahead of the curve, and shaping the future. Tune in now and unlock the secrets to leadership success in the world of electronics manufacturing. Welcome to Mind Innovation Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sana Vinding, and I'm so excited you tuned in today. I want to introduce today's guest, Hugh Daly. He's the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at MetsConnect USA. He's responsible for managing U.S. operations, including sales, customer service, HR, finance, and marketing. Prior to his current position, Hugh spent 21 years at Molex, a leading electronic components manufacturer. Welcome, Hugh. I'm I'm excited about today because I, with all your experience, uh, you know, about leading and skill set, I'm, I'm so excited about, about our conversation. Well, thank you very much. It's an honor to be here, and I really appreciate it. Looking forward to having a, a nice chat today, but it's really a great opportunity. So thank you so much. You're welcome. So I always love to start, you know, talking about passion because we all have our different passion to give us the energy. So can you tell me more about your passion for the electronics industry? Oh, sure. You know, uh, I started in the electronics industry before I knew I started in it because my father was actually in the electronics in the 1970s, which ages me a bit. But uh, he when semiconductors and diodes were just beginning. And uh, I my role in that was really pretty nominal of stamping catalogs and doing different things. But Long story short, I end up in the business because of just seeing and seeing success with my father and getting into it. And so my father was a VP of sales at one point, and then he opened a manufacturer's rep operation. So nice. uh, yeah. near and dear to my heart in the uh, the current world. And he was a wonderful mentor. Unfortunately, he passed away at a way too early age, uh, 30 years ago. But wow. uh, he really did guide my career. And I give you know great thanks all the time that some of my communication and some of my uh, writing skills and others were a direct result of his mentorship. Nice. I like so. that. And then can you tell me more about your, your career? Because right? you went 21 years at Molex and now you have eight years uh, at your current position. Yes, yes. So go back to the early start. I, I stayed nine years in the rep business with my father and I gained some success. And so the passion really did begin at that point. Because yeah. I had some success. I won a contest here and there. And I had another mentor that's very close that I communicate with now. And he just retired from connector industry. But we, we were in the connector industry and uh, as well as passives such as uh, diodes and uh, resistors and other things. But I really liked the connectors. They were physical. They were touchy-feely. And I got with customers. And I really enjoyed the interaction with the customers. And so, yeah. well... I'm a finance major in college, but yet here I am out uh, selling things and enjoying <laughs> it. I really had a great time. I remember so closely 
the people that I deal with over all the years, and a lot of them rise up. It's like, oh, okay, and you run into them later. So I did the same when I was at Molex. Uh, yeah. I was I was given different levels of responsibility. I started just as a field salesperson in little old Oklahoma, where I was, and then I got promoted and got a job managing globally for the IBM account at Molex, which was our largest account. So, you know, when people give you the opportunity to, and I'll talk about this throughout my life, really, uh, that they give you the opportunity to go spread your wings a little bit. I mean, yeah. that built the passion in you because it's like, hey, yeah. they trust me to do this. So that's kind of where it went. And I, I had different roles and then I was in sales management for the most of the time, the second half yeah. of that career and uh, really enjoying it. And this role has been wonderful as well because I move on to having operations and sales yeah. and a lot of people interaction. So, yeah. So um, let's, let's talk about the, the leadership, right? Again, or you're saying like spreading your wings and, and somebody's trusting you. Um, so, so how do you, how do you take that into, into your umbrella of, of skill set of teaching others to do this or actually to push them to this or to actually to mentoring them to spread their wings? Right, right. I, you know, the, the leadership part came about from that because one, one is you build confidence, right? You're out there yeah. and you're doing things. And first off, if, if you're expecting as a leader to have future leaders in your organization, you have to have confidence. You have to let yeah. them spread their wings. You have to, but at the same time, you have to coach them. And uh, I think you have to have an ability to interact with people in a way that you direct things where it's important, but you let them kind of do their thing. You let them do it their way when it needs to be, because yeah. they're not going to want to just follow your path the way it was, because that may or may not be their way, especially in today's world. Yeah. So I, I think the, the one thing that I'd say about leadership is, to come in and it really helps if you've walked in the shoes of the people or close to it. In other words, if you come in with no outside experience and uh, I think your challenges are a lot greater than if you've actually walked in those shoes and done that. And yeah. you got to know the business, right? You have to really know what it is, but yet you have to be open and flexible and understand that people have different ways to get to the same path. Yeah. I, I think it's great to get somebody outside an industry to get that them into the to the organization because you think you get some other views. But it's also but you also want somebody who knows the industry, right? It's it's that balance game, but but it's it's so healthy to get to get both if you can at a certain point, right? You you can't just get one within the industry, of course, that comes from from the totally outside. But it's right. it's good to have have somebody looking with fresh eyes and saying, you know, I want to do it this way instead or challenge or just ask questions. I, th I think that's how an organization can grow really, really well. Yes. You know, I, and I read something years and years ago that was saying that often you can get a new perspective, just go to the different balcony within whatever organization you're in and look down and see things. Because I remembered that in many times that I've, yeah. I've been around. And uh, I, I came from a family company at Molex and uh, another family company where I am now. And the family company at Molex had a lot of homegrown, like the only job literally to this day, a lot of them, the only job they ever had. Yeah. But then they did start to bring in some outside people and they got new viewpoints and they brought yeah. in different views. And the company I'm in now is more still in that family mode, but you know, I'm one of the few outside ones and then they have some others. So I think that you, you, you blossom and you go from there. So yeah. I totally agree with that one. 
Yeah, I, I like your the balcony. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> no, that, that's really good, right? Because there's there's so much going on. Um, okay, let let's talk about a little bit more about the, the leadership. So, so what kind of skill set or what what's important to have to be an an amazing leader? You know, in the electronic industry at, at the moment. You know, with with all of it, it starts from a leadership standpoint. Communication is at the heart of it. I I came into this role and and others where. Uh, Accountability, communication, and teamwork are kind of the tenets that I have. But communication overall, in today's world, yeah. I think you have to be flexible and able to have open communication. But you also have to be a very good listener. Uh, you know, it gets to that old old saying that's always out there: you got two ears, one mouth for a reason, right? <laughs> so I think that as a as a leader, you better be listening to your people and understand that you know they have something to say, and you have to take the time and then. You don't have to agree with everything that's said, but you have to listen and then you have to have conversation. And sometimes you roll up your sleeves a little bit and you kind of get into it. But in the end, you're respecting that person. And so I think the skill set from a leader standpoint is to be open, to be communicative, to be uh, empathetic when needed, but not, you know, the, the piece of cake to, to roll over. But you have to understand that there are different views to things. Yeah. And, the way you go about it. So those are kind of some of the top level things that I think yeah. about. What about as a leader, right? I, I think it's important, but so it's not a leading question. I want to ask you about this. So so I, I think it's important as well as a leader to show that when you fail or if something didn't work out as you thought, actually to share that, to say, hey, yeah, it, it didn't work, uh, but be honest about it. Um, and then of course, quickly come back and saying, this is the plan, how we are bouncing back, or this is how we're, you know, the correction or how the, we're going pivot. So have, have, how what's what's your view on that? <laughs> you know, that, that's a great point, Anna, and I think it's so true that, you know, perfection is a, a great thing to strive for, but it's just not there. And yeah. uh, as you go through, you're going to step in mines and mud puddles and other things. Yeah. But to acknowledge that, right, to be able to say, you know what, this one didn't go right. Or and I, I see that all the time with things. I mean, literally, um, and I admit it to, to others in the hiring process that, now make mistakes all along, but and everybody and I talk to people. You know, I'm, I'm talking to yeah. people around, and like, yeah, you know, you get a few bad choices and whatever else, but you know what? You learn from those. You you look, you evaluate it, and maybe it's not in the hiring, but in decisions made. Yeah. Um, you know, even decisions around customers and different things. Okay, maybe we blew that one, but can we go back in? Can we salvage it? Can we do something else? Can yeah. we uh, acknowledge that? okay, we made a mistake. We didn't respond to you the way that we needed, but you get a lot more kudos for, in fact, I would say every opportunity that you miss, that if you mess something up, let's say we ship up a horrible product and then we go in and we make good for it. You kind of raise your status in that, even though you did have the problem versus somebody yeah. that, that didn't. So yeah. very good point there. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you use the word screw up, but, but but if you are good at fixing it, right, and getting back on track, that customer, um, maybe they were not happy in, in the beginning, but it will give them a really good feeling after saying, yes, we actually got fixed. And now I trust, you know, because based on back, maybe back to that communication, right? Yes. Um, it, it actually builds to it. So it's not like we're saying right here, saying, "Oh, you should screw up so you can you can build the trust." Don't do that. <laughs> but but there is a there's like a second second win if you of course fix your your error or, or your mistake if you fix it in a proper way and quick way. 
That's right. And 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 the opportunity is there. And the, the other part of it is, and being customer facing as much as I am in all the roles I've had, um, you get the chance to be kind of behind the curtain a little bit when that happens. So all of a sudden, yeah. you're going there and you're on the plant floor and you're looking at where the problem was and you're meeting people and you're talking to people and you're learning views that you wouldn't have when you're in yeah. your sales mode or you're something else. And all of a sudden, you find out that the problem may not be even just limited to where you are, but it's it's a use issue or something else. So yeah. you truly get that opportunity. And if you do it right, then it comes around. And I think yeah. you know, more times than not, you have that opportunity. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. I never, never make the same mistake twice, right? What <laughs> um, <laughs> about motivation? Because again, you can hire great people uh, into your team. Um, how, how do you keep that motivation up of, you know, striving, being better, right? And being a better person, being a better leader or being a better team, um, team person or the better team colleague. Right. Now, that's a that's a tough one sometimes, because yeah. one way you, you think initially, it's like, oh, just keep raising the bar, raising the bar. But that yeah. doesn't work. For, I mean, you know, all of a sudden they're like, nothing I do is good enough. Right. You don't yeah. have that. So you have to have milestones in things. And I think the motivation side of it can be to again, listen to, to your people and to give them new challenges and let them conquer that, but kind of take it. You have to look at it in terms of what can they take on? Yeah. And if you put too much weight on somebody early on, then you're setting them up for failure. Maybe they get through it. Maybe they don't. But if you really want them to be around and to grow, giving them new levels of responsibility, giving them that next step, that motivates them. Yeah. Uh, I have a new employee that's in an inside sales role and I'm starting to to see that where he's blossoming and things. And so I'm giving him little bits here and there. And he yeah. came to me so excited, literally just yesterday. And he found, we have a SharePoint site that's new to us. And he just found, hey, we can do this. We can do that. And he went to talk to marketing, went to talk to others. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to stifle this at yeah. all. Let's see what we can yeah. do with it. Just, Keep going. Yeah. It, it might be. I mean, you can do that. And that's well beyond anything that I'm all excited about that right now. But I'm not going to tell him that. It's like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go come up with what it is and find a, find a use for it. So yeah. Um, the other thing that I've found is you have to be a little careful, Santa, in, in how you how you perceive things. So talking about making mistakes and, and yeah. things. So sometimes like you want to you want to just tell them how it is like, well, we're good at this and we're not good at that. And leave it, leave it at that. It's like, well, maybe we have a different way to approach it or something. So in my company, we're not, I'll call it, we're not good elephant hunters. We get, we're better with the small, medium business because we're a small, medium business. And if it's a million pieces, maybe that's not really something we're going to do well. But yeah. I got to phrase it a little differently. Like, okay, we're not limiting you. We're just going to tell you where to spend your time and let's see where we go with it. And then when you come with the opportunity, let's evaluate it and see what we can do. Yeah, I like that. Um what about learning? Because again, as a leader, right, you need to be sure that that you're learning as well, because uh, you you cannot just stay still, right? Oh. So, so how do you get that learning or inspiration uh, within the industry? Um, you know, now now you're really kicking into the passions that I have because <laughs> I, I truly do. I mean, I am speaking in terms of places that we see each other frequently, but the ECIA, the ERA, yeah. uh, the different forums, EDS. Uh, they all have great forums for learning things, but you cannot stop learning because things are changing and you're getting different viewpoints. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm participating in part of the, the planning for the STEP program for training within the yeah. ERA and the virtual trainings. And yet, even that, it's things that are out there. So 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I guess it was, um, started a monthly 
call with my reps and regional managers, and it was at the old the other company as well as where I am now. I brought it over, yeah. so it was actually easy. It was a Molex Monday. Now it's a Mets Monday mm-hmm. um, that we do it, and this is a chance to share exactly that. So I have to prepare for it. I'm I'm the host of that one, and it's a yeah. twenty deal. But I come up with things, and I I present numbers, and I you know the basic boring stuff. But then I pull up articles. I go to different websites that I mentioned. Uh, I even go to one that I I. I was on a similar panel recently and uh, talking with some people in Paula Renfro from TTI, dropping a name. And I said, I go to your site because it's got great tools there. And they've got all these people that put all this information, Michael Knight and others. And it's it's there for the public. They're not even one of my distributors, but it's great industry information and to learn and to get that. And then the networking and talking with people. So you, know, you go out and you say, well, how are lead times doing? How's pricing? What about this? I'll tell you what, the tariff, I'm, I'm rambling here a little bit. The tariff, when that yeah. came up, what a great tool to talk to other people in yeah. the industry and say, how are you dealing with this thing? What are we yeah. doing? You know, yeah. How's this going to go? So I'm, I'm constantly learning and trying to find new ways. So I'm an open book on that. And I also have an active list of people say, oh, there's a great book to learn this or that. And I jot them down. That's good. Yeah. And it's so important to stay curious, right? And and keep yes. learning and, and the listening, especially within your network as well. So yes. that's, that, that's good. I like that you really share that as well and actually share that passion or give that out further, right? Within your within your organization. Well, um, you can propagate that out with some, sorry, propagate that out with so many people and then yeah. try to build that. So when I have other people who are like, oh, maybe you get this. And if they just get a tidbit out of it, then that's that's well worth it. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you can't have every, it's the same, right? If you go to a conference, there's so many things going on, you get so many ideas and, and everything else. And I'm always like, just, you know, implement one of them right. <laughs> when right. you come back. Uh, if it's a, to change a habit or to, to do something new. Um, it's so true. It's, yeah, because you get back into all the emails, right? And and the meetings you have and stuff like that. Right. Um, what about the, the younger talent? I think we need to talk about that, right? Because the whole industry, I think we've been talking about that over the last couple of years. The you know, the we yes. the, the whole industry is getting older. Um, and we need some uh, it'll it'll be great and we need some younger talent. Well, it's it's very true and uh it's definitely a challenge. And one is finding finding the the, the people and getting yeah. them excited about the industry and some come up from within it. And yeah, we do see a lot of them that their parents have been in it or somebody else. And so they're like, okay, I'll give that a try. But you know, you have some of the young folks that are being successful and we hope that they're helping to plant some seeds around with other people they know and things. But, you know, I think, I think the magnet for a lot of that has got to be some of the same things we've talked about a little bit, but um, I, I've again, recently read that, um, you know, you can look and say as you're hiring people that I need a resume that has you know this education yeah. and this experience, da, da 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 da. And you may or may not find it. So let's say they're outside the industry, but what are their skills? Skill-based determinations can be good. And I don't, I don't care what their previous job was in what industry, but what are the skills you really need? You got to evaluate your job situation. Yeah. Now I'm a believer that says that. Be it a terminal block where we sell or a widget or whatever it is. If, you, if you're a good salesperson, you can probably sell a lot of things. Yeah. It's just whether you get excited about selling that if you were selling something that's you know higher up the food chain maybe. But so if sales is a skill, then that that's one. You check that box. But what about the other things? You need to be evaluative. You need to be a good communicator, of course. You got to have probably good analytical skills. You have to be able to make good judgments. You have to be able to speak professionally in front of people so that 
You don't embarrass yourself and the customer yeah. when you're out talking to them. Those are skills that sometimes those come through in the interview and other times you have to dig a little deeper for them. Yeah. And I'm I'm starting to embark on that. I can't say that I've figured it all out yet, but I think with the young people, we've got to have something that shows that we're flexible, that we are molding, that you know we're not just looking for the same old person, same young person that we have existing, that yeah. we're adaptable, and that we can can value the inputs that they have so that when they come to the table, that was something different that we're like, hey, you know, that's a good idea. Let's give that yeah. a try. I think that's what they're looking for. Yeah. And, and the industry changes as well, right? Um, and it, I think it, it runs faster and faster. Um, so so you, need, you, need, you need new talent as well that can keep up with this speed, uh, but also be really good of, of, of adding, you know, value into, you know, what can change or if it's like a process, right? Or if it's a way we go out and communicate um, with, with customers. So it's, it's always a two-way street. Sure. And well, and let's look at what's just happened in the last three, four years with COVID that the, the sales process in particular has changed appreciably because we're not making five sales calls a day for four or five days a week anymore because people aren't in the office. So yeah. you're going about it differently. Yeah. And it, it's it's a development of, of things. Now we did, we actually promoted recently on that call that I was talking about that uh, one of my regionals was out making sales calls and they actually got five calls in in a day. And that's pretty rare right now to get that, to be able to yeah. travel around and find five people. And one of them was at a coffee shop, but yeah, that's good enough. You're face-to-face because <laughs> that's important. Yeah. But we also learned that you can sell without being face-to-face, but you have to use different tools. Yeah. And we have a lot of those tools with electronics and uh, with being able to send things over the internet and all that, and these type of uh, face-to-face Zoom or Teams calls. But yeah. um, I think the younger talent is more comfortable in those realms than uh, the older talent, although we're all getting more used to it, or I'm, yeah. you know, from speaking yeah. from my perspective. Hey, I'm, I'm not, if, if I'm getting a phone call and I don't recognize the, the number, I'm not answering. You know, if no. I'm not expecting a call, <laughs> I'm not answering. Yeah. And sometimes right. I feel a little bit bad, but then I also, if I do pick up the phone, I, I will do it. It's like, I can just hear in the first seconds that, you know, this is a sales call for something. And I'm like, exactly. take me off your list, right? If it's anything. Um, right. It's but a, let me ask you this, Annie. Do you ever, yeah. do you ever have a call like that, and then sell, or, or an email, and it gets your attention, and you're like, you know what? I admire your persistence or your this. Instead of being annoyed, it's like, I'm going to reward you with this because you did a very professional job of doing that. And I, I have done that a few times, yeah. even if I buy yeah. your product. I, I I think I've had, um, but but not that I rewarded and had bought something, right? No. It's more I think it's more bringing the value, right? I think yes. on, on LinkedIn as well. I had there was a there's a lot of marketing companies or agency, right? That's that's reaching out, and then I'm like, do not sell anything to me, <laughs> right? right? No, that's not that's not it. I'm I'm here to learn. Uh, I want to have a great network, um, and so it's it's about sharing. Sharing your knowledge, um, then I'm I'm totally fine with that. Right, right. No, I totally agree on that one. So yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it's how you can help, right, and improve. You know, I'm sure with your customers, right. It's how you can improve them to be to to build a much better product, right. If right. you can be part of that, then you will shine as well, and that engineer will shine. Right. Um, it, it makes both of us look good in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody new is starting, you know, in the industry, and I know you, you know, like there's thousands of things, right? Just as we talked about that they could, they could do a much do. But if you right. just had to pick like maybe like two, two skill sets or two things, what, what should they concentrate on first? 
Well, that, I mean, that, that narrows it down quite a bit with things. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're new to the industry and coming in, you've got to just absorb. So you've got to just dive in and, and learn. Yeah. So you need to go into things and learn your product, but also the industry and uh, the sites I mentioned are a great resource for that. But you've got to become valuable as soon as you can. And you're not valuable until you know your business and yeah. know the industry. So there's just so many resources at your disposal and any good company or manager is going to be handing them those things. But they have to take it seriously. I mean, I, I, I tell people that come in, interview or otherwise, look at our website. I mean, just the website alone tells you a lot about a company. But yeah. then the products, and now look at our customers' website. Now look at um, some of the other areas that, that we excel in. So you have to learn. You have to um, fill your coffers with, with information that will help you. Now, what do you do with all that? That's the next step that you've now got to have a plan, right, for yeah. what are you going to do and how you're doing it. And hopefully your mentor, or your, your coach, or your, your boss is guiding you a little bit. But the single most important is to be inquisitive and to be curious, as you mentioned before. Yeah. And to spend the time up front to learn what's going on and what the industry is about. What makes it tick? Where's the pulse? And yeah. then to become valuable in that, then you go deeper and deeper with that. Um, and then it's back to the basics of what I said, the communication, the professionalism, yeah. uh, you know, representing it and doing those things. But that's then they're ready um, to do that. And and are they can they handle the technical nature of this and that? Um, I have an interesting side story of uh, a recent hire that was a failure um, within, but luckily within like 10 days because yeah. they were all gung-ho, we're doing this and they were diving in and gave them all the resources and they they seemed to you know go through the motions pretty well. And then I got on the first sales call and we went out together with the rep and customer and we got in a couple doors and they were talking, the engineers were talking and this person, the new hire didn't have to be responding, they were just present. And they were observing, but this was their chance to see what it's about, but already hired, by the way. And uh, we get into it. And then the engineer was a you know, seasoned engineer and talking and we were answering questions. And it was a good sales call. Very good. But I was yeah. I was in the leading. And then we got out of that. And then he was pretty quiet. And then uh, the next day shows up in the office and says, yeah, I just can't do this. This is too, yeah. too technical for me. I didn't understand anything going on there. And I'm not willing to try. So sure. you know what? The good news was yeah. it was quick. Um, yeah, better be honest, right? <laughs> right. And then yeah. he, was, he was honest with me and honest and yeah. he could have milked it with that. But, you know, it's just, it wasn't there and he couldn't yeah. accept it. So, so be it. Be it. No, no, no. That's, hey, I think it's it's important to, to, to be honest about it. Um, but but a good way to learn as well, right? To get out there and do the observation, as you said, and, and see what, what it's all about. Oh, no question. Getting out into the customer field and doing it. Uh, we have an intern that's in from Germany that's never been on sales, but he's here just for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And we're going to do the same. We're going to go out and customers. Yeah. He's not going to have to say anything or do anything. He's just going to observe. Yeah. And he can find as an intern that, yeah, I'm not, that's not for me. I want to do something else, but better to yeah. find out now than later. <laughs> yeah. 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 For everyone. Um, right. So that, that takes me to, to, to my last question, you know, to say, you know, if you have to look like, like 10 years back, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough, tough question. Is, that, that's a, that's the hard ball, right there. <laughs> so, I, I think that the one thing that uh, comes to mind for that is to be humble. The humility of the people you run into, the people that you're going to come across, and related to the leadership as well as the, the the new hires, that you need to have the humility to say, as we kind of brought across earlier, that you know what, 
I don't know the answer to that, but I'll work to get that answer. Or um, I don't know how to solve that problem, but let's let's roll our sleeves up and do that together. Yeah. Um, Because I think that earlier in my career, certainly 10, 15, certainly 20 years ago, but even 10 years ago, I kind of had been around long enough. I kind of thought I knew most everything. And then it's like, no, don't know that. Don't know that. And we got to go figure it out. So I think humility would be front and center with the one quality that, and and I'm a humble person in most ways, but at the same time in that area, I might've thought, oh no, this is how we did it. And then it's like, no, No. maybe we need to do it a different way or look at it differently because there are many, many paths to the same end. So I'd I'd probably go with that one. Um, Beyond that, I think the advice that I I have taken and and give to anybody is to be uh, present and to be flexible in today's world, especially, and to continue to communicate and uh, listen well to everybody. Yeah, yeah, and and I I like everything you said there. I think also the you can only it sounds easy, right? Oh, just you know improve your communication and then you know listen. But right. but a reminder, not that it should be every day, but that little reminder, um, it's it's good that you can improve. How you know? How do you listen? Do you take notes? Right? Do you write the minutes? Do you you know? How do you how do you come back uh, or reflect on it? So it's 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 for me especially as well. You know, it's the getting that reminder a couple of times a year. It's <laughs> um, right. it's good because it it's it's it slows down a little bit and then saying okay maybe I can change the the way I'm listening or the way I'm I'm actually um, answering and and sometimes cr- being quiet is good, right? You don't have to talk all the time. Right. No. And that, that the pregnant pauses in some conversations are the best because you got to wait for them to come up with something. But no, I think that that opportunity out there to be a good listener, an active listener. And, you know, I, you mentioned the note taking. I'm like the epitome of note taking uh, yeah. that, that. But I do look back, you know, it's like, OK, I documented this right then and there. And I yeah. at least what they said. So that's good. That's but, good. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, so, no, 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 but it's, no, it's no, all, no. all little pieces. It's good. Yeah, no. And, and we can only, we can only approve, you know, just a few percent every day. Right. That will, that will take us there. That'd it's, be good. It's all about, it's all about the journey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, and have fun. And you got to have fun while you do it. Work hard, play oh, yeah. hard. That's yes. Message. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have fun. Come on. Uh, one life. Come on. Um, <laughs> if any of the, the listener wants to, to reach out to you, how can, how can they connect with you? Uh, I'd love it. If anybody has questions or wants to continue any conversation, you can reach me at uh, hugh.daily, H-U-G-H dot D-A-L-Y at meds-connect.com. Perfect. And I will uh, put it in the show notes and I will also put it on the episode page on mindinnovation.com. So it's easy to find. Um, so yeah, so thank you so much. I really loved your, you know, when you said about going on different balconies and looking out. Um, I, I really... I really like that one. I also saw one on LinkedIn and it was just because I'm so, I love like when it's illustrations or if it's a video. And I think actually I shared that one. Somebody showed a kid on skating um, and there was an adult or just a trainer, right? Helping the person, the little kid to get up on speed. And then when they, the kid had to go up um, and perform, you know, that little jump or whatever it was, the kid was by himself. Um, and actually performed. And I think just the analogy there of, of showing, you know, how you as a leader, right? You are helping, he was holding hand and then he was just helping with the speed, but the kid did everything himself. Of course, I'm sure they trained a lot. It's not yet, but I just love that. So when you said with the balcony as well, to look all over, you know, in different ways, but also how a leader can support anybody, you know, within the team. 
um, it's just you you really have to you you have to let people fly right at a certain time. That's a great message. I, I love that, especially now after our conversation. So yeah, something visual that sticks with you. But yeah, now, thank you so very much. This has been a lot of fun, and I hope awesome. people can get a couple tidbits out of this one. But I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to seeing you at the next event, which is yeah. right around the corner. I think. It is. So. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. If you like Mind Innovation, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Senna Winding and Mind Innovation on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And make sure to check out mindinnovation.com. Stay curious and keep learning. See you next time.